Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Tuesday, January 24th, and we start, as always, with local news. Murray County firefighters responded to a trash compactor fire at the Neely Hollow Convenience Center. Officials were able to tow away the container from the compactor. The Murray County Fire Department said luckily the fire was confined to the front area of the container. The convenience center was closed on Monday, according to Murray County Fire Department officials. Officials believe the suspected cause of the fire was discarded lithium-ion batteries. The City of Columbia has established a design competition to create an official city flag, and Columbia residents are invited to take part in the process by submitting their original flag designs from now through March 15th. The final winning design will be announced on April 20th. The city is excited to give the public an opportunity to participate in the design process as it will reflect and symbolize our community. Designs can be submitted on the flag's website at www.columbiatn.com forward slash 727 forward slash Columbia dash flag dash project. All entries will be judged based on flag criteria presented in the competition guidelines, then narrowed down to three final designs. The public will have a chance to vote from April 1st through the 15th on the final three designs chosen by the Columbia Arts Council. The winning design will reflect Columbia's pride, rich history, promising future, and embody what makes Columbia special and unique, using meaningful symbolism and minimal color and design features. I couldn't be more excited about this flag design competition that will result in the first official flag for the city of Columbia, said Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder. A flag creates identity, establishes symbolism, and promotes unity, and I can't wait to see the final product. Our community is full of creative individuals from all walks of life, and I am particularly pleased that this will be a public-driven process. And I'm also excited that this project is being led in part by Nathaniel Bliss, a local scout with Troop 111, who brought forward the idea as part of his Eagle Scout project. I encourage all members of the community to participate in what will be a project that will be historic in nature, given its long-term lasting effects, he said. Nathaniel Bliss is eager to see the end result of the process. I chose the flag design competition as my Eagle Scout project because I am interested in flags and what they represent, as well as the impact they have on a community, stated Bliss. I recognized that Columbia did not have a flag and felt it was time our city got one. A flag symbolizes a city, its history, culture, and people of all backgrounds. It unifies the community and provides something to rally around. As a proud resident of Columbia, I thought our historic city deserved such an important symbol, he said. Basic rules and guidelines include, but are not limited to, 1. Submit your original flag design by March 15th. 2. The competition is limited to Columbia residents only. 3. No compensation will be given for any design submitted. 4. Only one entry per resident. and 5. All ages and skill levels are welcome to participate. For a complete list of rules and information regarding the Columbia Flag Project, visit the city's website. Once again, that's www.columbiatn.com forward slash 727 forward slash Columbia dash flag dash project. 
Citizens of Murray County and the surrounding area celebrated the life and impact of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. during an annual program that Columbia State Community College at the Cherry Theater hosted on uh, last week. A couple hundred attendees watched rousing performances by a half dozen community choirs at the theater, singing spiritual hymns and songs of joy, worship, and celebration from the era of Dr. King. Eddie Wilkes delivered the keynote address titled, Dr. King Jr., His Teachings and Impact in Our Communities Today. Krista S. Martin, assistant to the president for access and diversity at Columbia State Community College, also shared words with uh, about King's legacy with the audience, while Caliente Conway Glenn, vice president of the GFWC Murray County Women's Club, served as MC of the night. Music was performed by Marcel Fleming, St. Paul AME Church Praise Team, Hanaway Original Church of God, Wayman Chapel AME Church Choir, Sharon Frierson, Mount Calvary MB Church, and Jadonna Seacrest. Wilkes praised the performers at the program on Thursday and its focus on spiritual songs before addressing the crowd. We need to lean on each other and trust in the hands of the Lord, Wilkes said highlighting King's focus on nonviolence despite relentless opposition, being arrested 29 times, and the constant threat of violence around him. Dr. King had a vision in which we can all exist in a society where race is not an issue and how people are treated and how they should live their lives. Dr. King was criticized. He was beaten down, yet he still preached nonviolence and never once in any rally that he led did he lead with a violent hand, he said. King played a part in a multitude of well-known civil rights movements, such as the Montgomery bus boycott and the Memphis sanitation worker strike. He delivered the famous I Have a Dream speech given during the March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom on August 28th of 1963. In the speech, King called for men to be judged not by their color, but by the content of their character. No battle is perfect in the war for civil rights, but Dr. King and people like him made it so this world is just a little bit better than it was the day before, Wilkes said. We still have to keep the fight going. Dr. King's dream is fading, but we have to keep it alive. If we don't, then we are failing him. King said, you can kill the dreamer, but you cannot kill the dream. If that doesn't move you, something's wrong. To keep the dream alive, we have to call out these inequalities, these wrongdoings, these senseless murders. Wilkes said. He also went on to say that we have to take responsibility for our own actions first. If we do not do that, we ourselves are killing the dream, he said. Wilkes added that achieving King's vision of equality is still off in the distance. Dr. Kin provided a model for social activism and showed us how to call our problems and move toward a positive change. Moving forward is not an option, but an obligation, he said. Tallgrass Meat Company, which has become the anchor location to purchase locally sourced meats <clears throat> excuse me, in Columbia, was named as the 2020 Small Business Startup of the Year. Tallgrass not only survived but thrived during COVID, working tirelessly to provide the Murray County community and beyond with a brick-and-mortar shop to purchase locally sourced meats and dairy products from surrounding farms in Middle Tennessee. My commitment of the business is to provide the best quality and consistency possible and make sure that each person who walks in our store receives the same level of service that we can offer, Tallgrass Meat Company owner Casey Weber said. I think Columbia has been a welcoming community from the beginning, and that's something that we have been blessed to have the opportunity to serve. I think it's more a testament to Columbia than Tallgrass, he said. 
the Small Business Administration, Tennessee Department of Economic and Community Development, and the Tennessee Small Business Development Center awarded Weber with a Small Business Startup of the Year Award for 2020 at a reception at the Tennessee State Museum just this past November. In a separate ceremony, staff members from the Tennessee Small Business Development Center at MTSU visited Weber at Tallgrass Meat Company to deliver the SBA award. Casey Weber's grit, resilience, and commitment to excellence have been key to his success. We have no doubt that this business will continue to thrive, Amelia Bozeman, director of the TSBDC at MTSU Service Center, said. I'm just thankful for the opportunity to apply for such an award and be honored with being selected for the whole state of Tennessee. I'm thankful for all who made it a possibility, Weber said. Murray County Chamber and Economic Alliance Vice President of Economic Development Travis Groth addressed the strong community support Tallgrass has experienced. For good reason, Tallgrass Meat Company has been warmly welcomed by the community, Groth said. The last few years have been challenging for all small businesses. It truly makes my heart glad to see Tallgrass Meat Company receive this public recognition in light of their perseverance and commitment to high-quality product and customer service, he said. Weber came to the TSBDC in 2017 with the idea of opening a local butcher shop in Columbia. His vision was to butcher and smoke meats in-house, as well as to feature locally sourced meats and food products. Weber has approached his business holistically. He grew up in a family-owned meat locker business and spent several years working in the meat industry. He also holds a Ph.D. in human nutrition from Kansas State University. Weber's Tallgrass Meat Company was nominated for the prestigious award by the TSBDC's MTSU Service Center, led at the time by Chris Swoner and Kayla Miller, who served as the center's associate director. Since that time, both Swoner and Miller have moved to the TSBDC statewide positions of financial reporting and accounting manager and associate state director, respectively. After work with the TSBDC to refine his plan and understanding of the business, Casey successfully received an SBA 7A loan for $200,000. Combined with his personal investment, Casey was able to begin making Tallgrass Meat Company a reality, Miller said. Upon his nomination, Casey said that the TSBDC was critical in establishing a well-presented and meticulously evaluated business plan to understand and address barriers. Tennessee Small Business Development Center's mission is to be the premier provider of quality solutions to potential and existing small businesses' needs through consultation, education, referral, and support services. In addition to its local meat, including chicken, pork, beef, lamb, and more, the shop carries local goods from area shops like Muletown Coffee, goat cheese from Noble Springs Dairy, and the Nashville Jam Company, just to name a few. Join Murray Alliance on January 31st at 5 p.m. for their most anticipated event of the year as they celebrate their 2022 accomplishments and recognize the transition of their volunteer leadership. This will be a lively night of entertainment and networking celebrating business and industry in Murray County with dinner and beverages by Puckets and live music featuring Austin Tyler Jones. In addition to their normal programming, they're excited to use this year's event as an opportunity to unveil a brand new, uniquely branded talent attraction campaign for Murray County, which you will not want to miss. You can purchase tickets now to guarantee a seat at Murray Alliance's biggest event of the year. Visit www.murrayalliance.com for more information and for tickets.
Columbia State Community College will host virtual freshman and dual enrollment information sessions through the month of May. These info sessions are a great opportunity for incoming and prospective students to learn about the benefits of attending Columbia State regarding scholarships, degree pathways, and transferability, said Samuel Day, Columbia State enrollment recruiter. Dual enrollment is also discussed in depth and is an amazing opportunity for high school students to earn college credit before formally entering high school higher education, he said. The information sessions are designed for high school juniors and seniors and parents and guardians interested in learning more about dual enrollment classes or attending Columbia State. The information session will cover the dual enrollment grant, which provides high school students the opportunity to take up to five dual enrollment courses tuition-free. In addition, participants can learn more about Tennessee Promise, which allows graduating high school and homeschool seniors the opportunity to earn a degree or certificate from a community or technical college tuition-free. The next session is going to take place today, this evening, from 6 to 7 p.m. For more information, contact Samuel Day at 615-790-4409 or by email at sday3 at columbiastate.edu. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mrs. Betty Dean Kelly Mash, 86, a retired waitress, died Thursday, January 19th at Williamson Medical Center. Funeral services will be conducted on Tuesday at 2 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends today, Tuesday from noon, till the time of the service at the funeral home. Mrs. Mary Lorraine Gifford Paul, 89, a resident of Columbia, died Saturday, January 21st at Murray Regional Medical Center. Funeral services for Mrs. Paul will be conducted on Wednesday at 11 a.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Rose Hill Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Tuesday from 4 till 8 p.m. at the funeral home. Mr. Elmer Dwayne E.D. Brewer, 78, a resident of Murfreesboro, Tennessee, died Monday, December 19th in his home. A memorial service will be conducted on Saturday, January 28th at 12 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Inurnment will follow at Rose Hill Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Saturday from 10 a.m. until service time at the funeral home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why your satisfaction is so important to Jeff Hargrove and Susie Sowell. There's a great deal of satisfaction in serving a family and serving them well. It's an eye for detail and thoughtfulness, and taking the time to see that things are done right. We do have nice facilities and good people, and we work hard to do things well, but we don't want that to intimidate people as to what they think it will cost. Taking care of you is our primary concern. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have partly cloudy skies, which will increase throughout the day. The high will reach 53 degrees with light and variable winds. 
Tonight, we can expect rain with a low of 40 degrees. We will be under a wind advisory with winds coming out of the east-southeast at 10 to 20 miles per hour. The chance of rain overnight, 100%, with about an inch expected to fall. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance... Our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see shelter agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter. Like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hello friends, this is Brian King from Tennessee Children's Home. Thank you seems appropriate for this time of year. At Tennessee Children's Home, we have even more to be thankful for this year. We have a new campus and have moved in. We've been overwhelmed by the support you have given us to the move to the new campus. Please continue to support us as we try to pay off this debt. Please go to our website, TennesseeChildrensHome.org, for more information. This is Brian King from Tennessee Children's Home. We're known for a lot of great things here in Tennessee, but there's one thing we've got to fix now. Too often, criminals use stolen guns and violent crimes. I'm TBI Director David Rash. Help us prevent gun thefts. When you're not carrying, secure your guns, not only at home, but also in your car. Secure it. Lock it. Help stop it. Take the extra step. Together, we can keep Tennessee safe. Brought to you by the TBI, Tennessee Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Funded under an agreement with the State of Tennessee Department of Finance and Administration Office of Criminal Justice Programs. Supported by Award 2020 MUBX 51 Awarded by the Bureau of Justice Assistance, Office of Justice Programs, USDOJ. <laughs> 
Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Nashville International Airport unveiled the new grand lobby in the completely renovated and reimagined 200,000-square-foot space in the center of the terminal, including 24 TSA security screening lanes and multimedia, digital, and visual art. A core component of the BNA Vision Plan, the Grand Lobby will officially open to the public on the morning of January 24th. That's this morning, marking the return to a single terminal at Nashville International Airport. BNA Vision is Nashville International Airport's bold growth and expansion plan to provide world-class facilities for business and leisure travelers in Tennessee and surrounding states. Since the launch of BNA Vision in 2017, we've been hard at work building and renovating Nashville International Airport to meet the travel demands of Tennessee today and into the future, said Doug Krulin, president and CEO of Nashville International Airport. The new Grand Lobby dramatically changes the look, feel, and energy of the airport. We've more than doubled our security screening capacity to handle the region's growth and popularity as a destination. With large-scale art installations, high-definition video displays, new restaurants and retail spaces, and floor-to-ceiling windows, it will be clear as soon as you step foot into BNA that Nashville is home to a world-class airport, he said. BNA's grand lobby features a sweeping roof canopy with an oculus skylight reminiscent of an acoustic guitar when viewed from above. It also includes a pedestrian bridge that connects to the Grand Plaza, terminal parking garage, and a future hotel. Once inside, travelers will be greeted with an immersive multimedia showcase through two enormous 12K resolution screens. Gentle Homes Studio developed the screens and content with the guiding mantra of Nashville awaits your return. The lobby also prominently features a five-story sculpture from artist Jacob Hashimoto called The Unscalable Ramparts of Time, an installation crafted with 8,000 washi paper kites suspended from fiberglass rods. Each side wall of the lobby showcases a 105-foot hanging garden by Garden on the Wall that portrays the Korean Veterans Memorial Bridge and the Natchez Trace Parkway Bridge through the use of moss, hydrangea, ferns, and other flora found natively in Tennessee. The master architect for BNA Vision is Corgan, and the design-build team for the Grand Lobby was Hensel Phelps and Fentress Architects. The opening of the new on-airport Hilton Hotel and International Arrivals Facility later this year will mark the completion of our original BNA Vision plan, but we're already looking beyond that given Nashville and Middle Tennessee's unprecedented growth, Krulin added. The next phase, which we're calling New Horizon, is an additional $1.4 billion plan phased out over the next six years with completion in late 2028. That work is underway now, and we can't wait to share our progress over the next few years, he said. The Tennessee State Veterinarian is reporting a detection of highly pathogenic avian influenza, or HPAI, in a commercial commercial broiler chicken flock at a farm in Weekly County, that's northwestern Tennessee. Following a sudden spike in bird deaths, lab tests confirmed the presence of H5N1, highly pathogenic avian influenza. HPAI is a highly transmittable disease known to be deadly for domesticated fowl. Fowl can be exposed to HPAI through human interactions and through contact with wild birds. 
Since September of 2022, HPAI cases in Tennessee have sickened domesticated chickens, geese, ducks, and turkeys in Bledsoe, Davidson, O'Brien, Tipton, and Weekly counties. HPAI has also been found in wild birds, including ducks, geese, vultures, and eagles in Tennessee. Unfortunately, HBAI continues to spread to farms of all sizes, Tennessee State Veterinarian Dr. Samantha Beatty said. There have been four previous detections in Weekly County affecting backyard flocks. It's apparent this disease remains a threat to the poultry industry. We want bird owners to know that their consistent practice of thorough biosecurity measures is the best way to protect the health of their flocks. Introduction of this disease can be from wild birds gathering on your property, or you can carry it into your flock if you are not wearing clean shoes and clothing, she said. Animal health officials have established a 10-kilometer or 6.2-mile control zone surrounding the affected facility. Within the zone, poultry will be tested and monitored for illness and poultry movements require permitting until the zone is released. Animal health staff are contacting poultry owners within the control zone to answer questions and provide information. If you have concerns about your location, you can email animal.health.tn.gov or call 615-837-5120 and staff will help determine if your flock is within the zone. Although HBAI does not pose a food safety risk, no infected poultry will be allowed to enter the, the food supply chain. Poultry and eggs are safe to eat when handled and cooked properly. The risk of human infection with avian influenza during poultry outbreaks is very low. In fact, no transmission to humans was reported during the outbreak that affected commercial poultry farms in Tennessee in 2017. Tennesseans who own backyard flocks or pet birds are encouraged to sign up for TDA's email service, The Word on Birds. The service provides email alerts about health threats affecting domesticated birds in the state. You can enroll at stateoftennessee.formstack.com. Here's some guidance for bird owners. Wash your hands thoroughly before and after interacting with domesticated birds. Dedicate a pair of shoes to only be worn in coops or poultry houses and clean those shoes after each visit. Regularly disinfect any equipment used in coops or poultry houses and vehicles used for transporting birds. Deter wild birds from interacting with domesticated birds. Consider hanging pie pans or other noisemakers in trees or, if local rules allow, set off firecrackers intermittently or when you see vultures or geese on your property. Look for signs of illness and report a sudden increase in the number of sick birds or bird deaths to the Tennessee State Veterinarian's Office at 615-837-5120. You can find more biosecurity tips and HBAI resources online at www.tn.gov forward slash agriculture forward slash businesses. In Tennessee, more than 600 family farms contribute to the commercial poultry industry. The state is a global leader for primary breeders and an estimated 45% of the chicken consumed worldwide traces to genetics from Tennessee operations. Broiler chickens are among the state's top agricultural commodities, generating $376.2 million in cash receipts in 2021. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. 
Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee today, and now our final story. The rock group everyone loves to hate for some reason, as long as you don't count the legions of fans who bought over 50 million copies of their albums, will make their next stop in Music City this summer. Canadian giants Nickelback are set to bring their Get Rollin' tour to Nashville's Bridgestone Arena on August 1st. Tickets go on sale at 10 a.m. this Friday via Ticketmaster. The band that brought you Photograph, How You Remind Me, and Rockstar will be joined on this trek by two country artists, rock country mainstay Brantley Gilbert, Known for the song Bottoms Up, and Canada-born Nashville-based newcomer Josh Ross will open for the band on all non-festival dates. Surprisingly, this will be Nickelback's first Nashville concert in more than eight years. The band last performed at the arena in 2015. Their just-announced tour is in support of their 2022 album, Get Rollin'. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.